Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. Y'all doing good this morning? Doing pretty good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody excited for uh, that we actually got a little bit of nice weather this week finally? But it's My raining goodness. today and it's yeah, really Yeah, it's raining sad. today. Yesterday was nice though. It was a, you know, like a whole week of dreary coldness. I got to wear flip-flops and shorts. Yeah. So that's a win. For one day. For one day. <laughs> now we're back to it. Uh, hey, I want to take a second and uh, welcome all the people that are tuning in online. Uh, we've got something like between 50 and 60 people each week that uh, do church online. Hey, I know we just talked about circle groups, but online people, I just want to let you guys know that we've got groups uh, that are led by people that tune in every Sunday online. They're actually leading online groups as well. So if you're interested in joining one of those and being part of the community that is coastline and growing beyond just the row that we sit in on a Sunday, uh, join one of those circle groups by downloading the Church Center app. Today I'm excited because we're in part two of a series called The One that we started last week. Um, And we're kind of talking about, uh, you know, we kind of came up with a title jokingly out of like how like, you know, Disney is or the culture is where where our life is like we want to find the one, right? Um, And so I thought it would be good as we encroach upon Valentine's Day, which is tomorrow. Yes. Gentlemen, this is your final warning. This is it. I'm wearing red Columbia shirt from Columbia's Valentine's Day collection. As a war- red is warning, don't forget tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Go get a card. Go get some chocolates. Go get a gift card to the Venetian Bay Spa. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, ladies like that. Target gift cards. Absolutely. Yes, get something. Okay. Uh, don't do the homemade coupon book. They don't fall for it anymore. I don't know what happened, but they got wise. So. Do something else. But it's Valentine's Day, and so um, as we celebrate the love this month, I thought it would be a fantastic opportunity uh, for me and my lovely bride to come up and preach together. So I'm excited to be able to hang out with you on stage this morning. Uh, Also, like I got like three people that came up to me and said, hey, last week, Brian, you really put your foot in the mouth with like a couple different uh, comments. You tried to joke. So you know, it's probably like training wheels now. I get a little bit of supervision while I'm up here uh, this morning. But uh, I'm excited. So as our culture says, we're supposed to be trying to find the one. Last week, we talked about the importance of like when it comes to the one, the one actually should be God in our lives. Yeah. Right? Jesus backs it up. He says that the most important thing you can do of all the law is love God with all. Right? Have him as number one. And so when it comes to, to marriages, when it comes to relationships, really... Um, as much as, you know, even in our culture would say, like, uh, people would think weird if I said, you're my number two. In our relationship, that's really what, what it is. That's what it should be. And so we want to spend um, the next, this week and maybe next week, uh, just investing into marriages. And some of you that are here today, you're like, man, I'm, I'm not married. Maybe one day I'll be married or maybe one day I'll be married again. Uh, and I'm going to tell you this is for you as well because I think there's some things that, that God can be doing in you now to prepare you for what's ahead. I love that, um, that quote by Andy Stanley I talked about last week. He says, uh, be the person, the person you are looking for 
is looking for. And uh, I'm going to tell you, until when, when it took me giving up everything else and pursuing the one which was God in my life before God let me find who would be number two I'd spend the rest of my life with. And so uh, we're going to continue to pursue him uh, and continue to talk about investing into our own relationships uh, as we go into part two. Last week, the title was Protect Your Priorities. This week, the title of the message is Pursue Your Partner. Look at your neighbor and say, Pursue Your Partner. Pursue Your Partner. Pursue Your Partner. Uh, will you pray for us? And then we'll jump into Absolutely. That. Father God, Lord, we thank you for letting us be here this morning. God, whether we are here in person or watching online, God, I just pray that you would prepare our hearts. Lord, prepare our hearts for what you have for us, Lord. This message is for us as married people, God. I pray, Lord, that you would continue to strengthen the bond between husband and wife, God. And for all my single friends out there, Lord, I just pray that you would continue to encourage them, God. I pray that they would continue to work on themselves, God, as they pursue you as being number one in their life, God. I pray against any loneliness, Lord, but God, I pray that they would pursue you fully and passionately, God, for single and for married people. Jesus, be with us this morning. Teach us something new. Show us something new, Lord, and pray, Lord, that we would give this message without any sour jokes. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 <laughs> it doesn't hurt to ask. Do what? I said it doesn't hurt to ask. It doesn't hurt to ask, man. I mean, God can do anything. He doesn't, um, <laughs> So in Genesis chapter uh, 2, verse 24, it says this. It talks about marriage. This is, or it talks about uh, two becoming one, about God creating Adam and Eve. I saw Adam. He made Adam, and he saw that Adam being alone wasn't good. So he created him a partner in Eve. And he said this in uh, Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. It says, this explains why a man leaves his father and his mother and is joined to his wife. And the two are united into one. That's kind of been the foundation of what we've been talking about the past uh, couple weeks. But this, this idea of when it comes to marriage, it really is this two people coming in and doing life together as one. But I want to focus on this word that's right in the middle. It says, this explains why a man leaves his father and his mother and is joined to his wife. As I did some research this past week, and you get into the root of what that word would have been uh, in, in, in the Hebrew or the Greek, or yeah, the Hebrew, uh, it, it would have been a word that would very much have communicated like coming behind and, and coming after and, and drawing close to, uh, it, it would have been an, another word that would have been like the word pursuit. It reminds me that when it comes to relationships, when it comes to uh, your and I's relationship or, or you and your spouse's relationship, pursuit has got to be a part of it. When it comes to, um, when it comes to your partnership, pursuit has going to be a part of the thing that drives you into unity with one another. I thought back um, <clears throat> before you and I, were, we've been married for uh, 11 years now. Yes. Yes, 11 years. And uh, 11 wonderful, great years. Almost 11. Like, <laughs> well, really. Close. As our not, daughter would say, I'm almost eight, so I'm just going to say al I'm eight. Almost 11. Yeah, I thought yeah. you were saying like nine of them were great, the other oh, two well, not so much. Well, that's probably true. <laughs> First couple of years were a little, little tough. We can be transparent with people. It wasn't, wasn't the easiest Ooh, thing. First year. Mostly on my end. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it was tough Erica's for me very grace, graceful. because of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Expectations. But I remember back before that, like, when we first started hanging out and uh, we first, we actually met each other at church, right? I'm going to tell you right now, people that are single, you want to meet the one. 
meet them in church, okay? Don't be trying to meet the one in the bar. I'm going to tell you right now, because bar the ones or whatever, I guess number twos, bar spouses, like, I mean, if you met your spouse in a bar, good for you. Man, God can work miracles. Hey, I and know I'm some not... people that met each other in a club, and they're still married happily in this room together. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it can happen. Yeah. I know that. Don't, don't diss on it. But you can, meet, you can meet your spouse in church. Eric and I met each other in church. Uh, she was volunteering in the cafe, uh, and I was volunteering uh, playing the bass. Yeah. And uh, I guess Erica had a thing for bass players. I don't know. <clears throat> but I remember that we were friends for quite a while. We were just hanging out with a group of friends. We never hung out just kind of like alone. It was, uh, you know, every now and then we would kind of text back and forth, but it was nothing that was romantic. <clears throat> Until one day something, something shifted in me, something switched. Because it went from like, Erica is a good friend to, hey, hey girl, hey, <laughs> what's up? You know, it was, it was, there was something to me that I was like, there was, there was a desire. There was an attraction. There was something where, where I wanted to have a closer relationship with her. And so I started to pursue her. Things started to change. We didn't hang out the same way. I remember specifically, and you feel free to correct me anytime I'm wrong okay. on this. I'm sure I will. <laughs> I remember one time specifically, Erica was moving apartments, her and her, her roommate girlfriend. And um, she called a couple guys from the church. There was probably five or six of us, and I remember, like, I'm going to show up, I, I showed up on time. Like, we were doing it at one o'clock in the afternoon, I showed up, like, five minutes beforehand. I'm like, I'm going to be on time to this, I'm ready, I had my cut-off sleeve shirt on. You did, that's about the only time you're on time to anything. Yeah, yeah, uh, if you know yeah. me, on Brian time is, is always late. not my middle name, I'm not on time for many things. But I showed up on time, I showed up ready to work, and I, in my mind, said, I'm going to outwork every single one of these boys. There were some good-looking boys, too. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know until afterwards that they were, like, Erica's brothers and stuff like that. I didn't, they were good friends. They were really good friends. But I, like, there was a part where, like, she had a couch that wouldn't fit in the elevator. And so me and one other, like, 100-pound guy took a couch up, like, eight flights of stairs, about had a heart attack. <laughs> but I didn't even, like, I didn't huff the entire time. I just, I just manned up and, like, and did it. Because I was, I was pursuing something that I wanted. I remember come, getting done with work, and I work a construction job, and I remember like flying, speeding home to like wash off the dust off of me and try to put on a fresh Columbia shirt or whatever and, and get to, to go to take you out to dinner and stuff like that. There was something that, that shifted in us, and I, I knew that to take the next step of, of what I wanted, a pursuit would have to happen. I can't remember. Was there, what, what, were, what were ways that you pursued me? No, I was just thinking this, okay, earlier. So Brian was working construction at the time. And also, if you know Brian, not only is he um, always late, he's always sunburned too because he doesn't believe in sunscreen. And yes, you can walk up to him today and you can show him the scars of where they took off the this, this, cancer and he doesn't care because he's just not going to wear sunscreen but i've been trying to put sunscreen on him for it's not that i don't believe in sunscreen years. there's gonna be like 100 people come okay. up to me afterwards like, All right, yeah, let sorry. me tell you how sunscreen works son sorry he believes in I it just he forget. just doesn't put it on i go so, out fishing right. and i'm like there's a sunscreen i'm gonna put that on and then i cast a line in the water and forget about sunscreen yes so uh, one of the ways that I pursued Brian <laughs> was trying to put sunscreen on him from a very early time. So I would bring him sunscreen to his work, to the construction site, to put the sunscreen on mm -hmm. for him. Mm -hmm. 
still working on she'd that, bring though. me little treats i knew she uh, i had a ford truck and so it had like the code and so she would type in the code and leave stuff on my my front mm -hmm. seat um those were the good old days yeah yeah <laughs> good old days you know when it comes to um issues that people are having in their marriage a lot of it comes from what we talked about last week of somewhere along the line they either put that person as number one in their life mm -hmm. And that person can't live up to the expectations of number one. Because God's the only one that's perfect. God's the only one that can provide and protect for us the way that that number one position needs to be. So they get things out of order when it comes to... The second thing, though, is when it comes to the relationship, a lot of people think, like, once they got them. Like, now I got, I got this ring that says, I got you. I mean, that, that ring doesn't mean I got to stop pursuing you. Right? There's a part where it says, for us to continue on a healthy pathway... If, if I still want to have that relationship, every day I got to wake up and I got to continue to pursue you. You got to continue to pursue me. Probably in different ways than you bring me sunscreen now. Right. <clears throat> still the same way. I still got to lift your, your stuff all over the, the house and yes. hang, hang junk up. Yes. Yeah, that's what I do. I feel like all I do in my life is move. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 3. Okay, so when it comes to pursuit, I think there's, there's two different things, two different ways, main ways that you can pursue your spouse or your spouse to be. Three different main areas of, of pursuit. The first way uh, is through your words. Look at your neighbor and say words. Words. I'm going to tell you right now, over 11 years of marriage, words have an impact. Yes. Right? And the way you say words. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I don't know how many times we get in the argument of Erica says, I don't like the way that you said that. I'm like, I'm just trying to communicate information. I'm dumb information coming out of my mouth, please, how do I get it to your brain? And she said, I'm not listening to it when you say it like that. Because <laughs> the way you say things matter. Yeah. The words you say matter. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13 says this, says, but encourage one another daily. Right? This is talking about, this is to, to the, what would be the, the early church or what is going to be the church. He's, he's saying, hey, as a, as a church, you should be encouraging one. But it's the same thing when it comes to you and your spouse. If you're a team, if you're united in one, if you're pursuing one another, there should be encouragement, words of encouragement that are said along the way. You know, the truth is, though, when it comes to our words, our words have the opportunity to build each other up, but they also have the opportunity to tear each other down. And many times when we get out of this idea of pursuing our spouse, we allow our words to do the latter, start tearing, tearing each other down, when really what they're there for is building each other up. Yeah, I, I want to say that also I think when it comes to our spouses, we're so comfortable with our spouse. We're so comfortable with the people we're closest to in life. And so therefore, it's, it's almost easier to say harmful things because you know, well, they're still going to love me. You know, they're still they're You know, it's unconditional. But at some point when you're over and over and over with time, it does start to build it down. Um, I can't remember if it was before we got married, like when we were engaged or afterwards, there was someone introduced a book to us called The Five Love Languages. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. I have no idea. How many of you guys have heard of it before? If you haven't heard of it, go ahead and read it. It's a really great read. Um, it's got some great points into it that will help you in your relationship. Um, but the five love languages were uh, quality time, gifts, acts of service, physical touch, and words of affirmation. That last part, words of affirmation, is the part that is, um, is pretty key here. 
But when we were going through that, when we were going through our first couple years of marriage, I realized that, like, the way that I love you, the, the, the way, the word, I tried to love you the way that I wanted to be loved. And you would kind of do the, you would kind of do the same thing, right? We had a funny uh, argument. It wasn't an argument. It was like a little uh, conversation about uh, Valentine's Day cards, right? You want to explain to them? What, what's going on with Valentine's yeah. Day cards in the Nichols family? So in my family growing up, both my parents, my mom and my dad, were big card people. So we get cards. I've received cards. I've given cards my whole life. And they were how I was shown love as a child, how I gave love as a child. If you know me, I love to write cards. So when Brian and I got married, first Valentine's Day, first anniversary, first anything, I would be like, you're getting me a card, right? And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm getting you a card. And so over time, I realized he really hates giving me cards. He really hates it. And so, um, I mean, he would go and he would do it and it would be really nice. But, you know, it was like, it was almost like painful for him. And then also me expecting a card as well is like not as fun to get it when you expect it, when you need it. So um, last night. On the he, other hand. Oh, on Valentine's Day or any other day, Erica would deliver to me these fantastically written on both pages cards that were well thought out and beautiful and like you put time and effort into it. And for some reason, stupid me, I'm just like, oh, that's great. Thank you so much. That's the end of it. Because when I grew up, cards were like, well, you get a card, you're like, okay, where's the $20 bill in this thing? You know, it was, okay, nothing. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, aunt, whatever. So last night, Brian said to me, hey, you're going to get me a Valentine's Day card, right? Don't miss out on the card. And I looked at him and I said, no, I'm not getting you a card anymore because you don't receive that as love anymore. So I'm not going to waste my six bucks. P.S. Cards are so expensive. Why? I don't know. But I'm not going to waste six dollars on a card that doesn't mean anything. To you, you better believe, though, your boy's going out and getting the best Valentine's Day card that Volusia County's got this week. <laughs> you I'll always you wait right until now. the last minute, so it's like a really well, weird card. Well, you got to get all the crappy ones out of there. It's not until there's like, it's like ten left that you like really Valentine's know Day which from ones Grandma. are. Like you're like, what? All, all the wives are like, no, this is a guy that does not have it. No. It's not it. But it took us. It took me. It took me eleven years, and even. I'm still trying to learn this lesson now that, like, when it comes to our loving each other, I can't love you the way that I want to be loved. i got to love you the way that you, yeah. you want to be loved. And so for, for you, I know that quality time is a big deal. Like, we don't have to talk. You just got to gotta be together. Me, I don't, I'm not a big quality time guy. It's not, not a big deal. Uh, gifts. Neither one of us are really, you know, huge about giving gifts to one another. Uh, but when it comes to active service, like, you like in which we're going to talk about here in the next few seconds, acts of service. Uh, physical touch. I'm a big physical touch guy. Now, a lot of people, when you hear physical touch, you automatically go to, like, guys are gross. They just always want to be touched or whatever. That's, it's not all that physical touch is about. It's not, it doesn't always have to be, like, a sexual thing. There's just something about holding hands or getting a hug or, you know, a brush on the shoulder or something like that or a good game. I'm not going to do that right now in front of everybody. You. But, you know, you're doing a good job type yeah. stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, and then words of affirmation. That's a big one. It's not a big one for you, though. No. Because I tell you, baby, you're so beautiful. Baby, you're doing a great job. Baby, you are the best mother that our family has. Yeah. That does nothing. No. Not, not a, a dang thing. thing. Not a thing. That doesn't do it. No. But if you come and tell me it. Right. Oh, love cup gets filled right up. Mm -hmm. Right? Oh, baby, you preached a sermon this past week. That was, oh, you better believe I'm like, 
I'm happy enough I can split and become a twin. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> she couldn't. I don't think you could handle two of me. No. You can barely Lord, handle no, one of no. me. No. When it comes to pursuing your spouse, pursuing your partner, understand that words are important. Mind your words. Use your words. Build each other up. The two will become one. You're on the same team together. Second thing that you got to do, or second area when it comes to pursuit, is your works. So you got two areas. You got words. Second thing is you got works, the things you do. And it goes back to in the five love languages. One of the things is it was acts of service. I know that if I want to make Erica happy, if I go bust out a drill in my house, and I don't, I don't even have to be doing anything, I'll just drill random crap or whatever. <laughs> she will be like, hey, baby, what you doing? If I, if I will, like, fix something that needs to be fixed or whatever, there's a light bulb out or something, you better believe, a brake light goes out in her car, you better believe, if I fix that thing, that's something that's going to... Now, it might take six to eight months it to get it done. It just got pulled over for the second time for my taillights being out. But it's something about acts of, acts of service that, you know, when you, when you do something that, when you take action, you know, um, I remember back a few weeks ago when a buddy... Uh, a mine preached up here. He talked about faith. And he said, when it comes to faith, it's a lot less about what you know. It's a lot more about what you do. Yeah. I think it's the same thing when it comes to pursuing your spouse. The actions that you take, what you do, means more than, I think it has more weight even than the words that come out of your mouth. Yeah, and I want to say that um, no matter whether you've been married five days, five years, 50 years, whatever it is, you have to wake up and you have to consciously make the effort to pursue your partner in the ways that they want to be loved. Because even 10, 11 years, however long it's been for us, I, because I don't receive love in um, physical touch or words of affirmation, it is work for me to love Brian in the ways that he needs to be loved. And it's work for him to love me in the ways that I need to be loved. So I just want to encourage you, wherever you are in your relationship, and this is also with your kids, this is with your friendships, whatever it is in your life, you have to make that effort to work. You have to make that conscious effort because it's not easy for us. We are selfish human beings, naturally. We think about ourselves. We think about how we want to be loved, how we want to be received, how they're not doing what we want them to do. But really, we have to take responsibility for ourselves because the only person that we can change, the only person we can work on is us and ourselves. That'll preach. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. I don't know if that's tweetable, but tweet all that. <laughs> Um, actually, this, this works into a great uh, illustration that I had set up. Oh, TJ, can you bring me that out real quick? Um, you're talking about, like, working and having to uh, love. I, I got to love you the way that you need to be loved. And you, but the culture is right now, like, very much like, I got to get what I need. Right. I got to get me. I got right. to take care of me. And I, I had this, this the visualization um, earlier this week of, uh, you know, this is a beautiful ladder. Uh, Joe, thank you for bringing me this ladder, man. I appreciate you. <laughs> Um, this is a big boy one. This is like the 350-pounder one. Yeah, just spare no expense. Um, <clears throat> you know, what, a ladder has two main parts on it, right? You got one side and another side. And I was thinking to myself, you can look over it for a second, baby. You know, I was, I was thinking to myself, like, you know, it's, this is kind of represents a lot about, like, what a marriage is supposed to be like. The problem, though, is, is if, if each, each partner in the marriage is, is all, like, I got to make sure that I can stand. I got to make sure that I can do the part that I'm going to do. I got to make sure I got I got to be able to survive. It, it's not very it's not very helpful. It's not very it might stand for a little while, 
But at some point, it's going to come crashing down. But if those two people will decide to, you know, take a chance and, and lean on one another, at some point, if they'll, if they'll decide, you know what, I'm going to work to make sure to help keep that person up. And I'm going to work to help keep that person up. Man, not only are they stronger for it, but, but they're able to produce more. They're able to be better as, as a unit together. I'm going to tell you right now, if I tried to, like, climb this ladder while it wasn't, the two pieces weren't leaning on each other, it'd be a lot of fun, right? That'd be, everybody would like to see that. We could sell that to, like, America's Funniest Home Videos and probably pay for a new church. <clears throat> but when they're leaning on one another, and I think it's the same thing when it comes to, to marriage. When two spouses will stop focusing on what, what exactly they need and they'll focus on each other and they'll, they'll work to pursue their partner, life will be way better. Yeah, I think as time goes on, we can develop bitterness in our heart. We can develop resentment in our heart for our spouses and our partners. And like I said earlier, the only thing you can do is change yourself. And so really what I've found is that the more I serve Brian, the more I pray for Brian and stop focusing on what Brian isn't doing and focus on what I'm doing and what I can do for him, then our relationship continues to blossom and get bigger. And so just continue to pursue one another, but continue to pray for your spouse. Continue. I mean, it's hard because sometimes um, it takes a year to get my taillight fixed and it really bothers me, <laughs> but I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit will give Brian. <laughs> it's one of those things that it's definitely not, I, I can't do anything to change you. No. Nope. The only thing I can do is change me. Yeah. The only thing I can adjust is, is myself. Yeah. And so this idea of pursuit through works, you know, it's, um, I don't know if you know this, this is not, not have to do with Valentine's Day, but actually today there's a, another big event that's going on. There's a, no, not as important as Valentine's Day. No. But it's Super Bowl Sunday. It, there's a concert at halftime show is what there is. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Commercials in a concert, according, to, according yeah. to the ladies and snacks. <laughs> um, but you got two teams that are coming together and they're going to do battle. And one of them's going to come out victorious. The one that comes out victorious is going to be the one that has pursued it the most. The one that has put in the most effort, put in the, the hard work. Uh, the one that is, has continued to, to put the effort in all along the way. I think when it comes to us as a couple, um, us putting the effort into our team, especially when it comes to the work, when it comes to the words we use with one another, that the effort that gets put in to pursue our partnership is key for us to continue in this relationship that we have. I think it's, it's what the one, what God wants for us. I think when it comes to relationships, when it comes to marriages, I know that if you put in a halfway effort, you'll get a halfway result. I think for some of us, the shift that we need to make is our pursuit of our partner. James chapter 4, verse 17, this is, this is the, the brother of Jesus Christ. He says this, he says, if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is a sin for them. I, I want to challenge you with this, as, as you continue this week, when it comes to your spouse, if you think of something that you should do for them, if you think of like, that, you know what, here's, there's, a, there's a sink full of dishes, and I could... And I should help them out and wash these dishes, then do it. 
take the take the extra step and pursue them through 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 serving them, helping them out. If you see your husband's Crocs in the middle of the floor, you could text him a picture of it. Not that Eric has done this. This is not. I'm not calling you out or anything. I said, this really didn't happen. No, Everyone's looking at me like, no, no one believes you, fat no, boy. No, no. You stepped in it again, didn't you? I would just send you pictures every, all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> There's no point. But help each other along the way. And I promise you, your marriage will be better. And if you want to work on your marriage, if you want to get your marriage better, I promise you, serving and pursuing one another and, and, and building each other up and encouraging is going to do a whole lot more to help you than it is to tearing each other down or pointing out the wrongs or pointing out what they need to change. You've got no control over it. Last thing I want to read this is in Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verse 2 through 4. And this is, um, this is Paul writing to the church in Ephesus. And he's talking about unity in the church, the importance of togetherness, being as one. He says this. He says, always be humble and gentle be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you've been called to one glorious hope for the future. Some of you guys need to print this out or put it on your screen for this next week when it comes to you and your spouse. But that's what my hope is that you would Pursue humbleness and gentleness as you continue to pursue your partner. As the band comes up, the last thing that I wanted to maybe have you talk about a little bit is um, how much uh, good Christian counseling has played a part in, in our pursuit of each other. Yeah. And I know there's so many, like, issues that people have. Some guys think, if man, if I'm going to go talk to someone, you know, they're going to, you know, there's so much vulnerability there or... Or they're going to, you know, how am I going to trust this person? There's so many negative thoughts about it. Uh, but I know you and I have had some great results from great good Christian counseling. Um, and I know there's some resources out there. So maybe for a few minutes you can tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, throughout our marriage, and specifically focusing on last year, Brian and I started to pursue um, an intensive counseling program. And... Um, it was really hard, I'm not going to lie, really hard to get those things out, to find um, in yourself what, you, what you're maybe not doing the best. Because it's easy to point the finger at someone else and say, that's what's wrong with them. But it's even harder to look in the mirror and say, this is what's wrong with me. So I want to encourage you, if you are struggling in your marriage, you feel like your marriage is slipping away just a little bit at a time, whatever it is, catch it before it falls. Catch it before it gets to a really hard place. Um, like Brian said, there are so many great resources out there. We would love to share them with you. Our friends at Open Doors Counseling Network, they have affordable Christian counseling. I'd love to share with you the name of the counselor that we use in DeLand. Um, by, using, but by being vulnerable, by admitting that maybe things aren't going the way they should go, um, I think that there is freedom that you will find in it, and it will really only continue to make you better. I was also reminded in our counseling that, you know, many times we think the problems <clears throat> that we're having are just unique to us. No one's ever gone through them before. No one knows how to get through them. But that's just simply not the truth. 
Many times the, the things that we talked about, the things that our counselor helped us through, were things that she had helped other couples through. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a natural part or a common part to two lives coming together as one. <clears throat> so it's helpful for me to think like, man, it's not one of these things where there's something wrong here with just me. Right. Marriage is a tough thing. It's something we got to continue to pursue each and every day. And I don't even think when it comes to counseling, it's not something that, that we need just when things are going bad. You know, I thought back the other day where you sent me a video of your van's running a little a little rough. There's something that's just not working. We take it to the shop. The guy who knows the ins and the outs of how the van's supposed to run takes care of it. It's the same thing when it comes to counselors. We've got an opportunity that if, if there is a rough spot, if there's something that sounds like there's some grinding or something like that that's happening along the way, go seek some help from someone who knows about it. That's not, that's not the, the vulnerable thing to do. That's not the thing, the scary thing to do. That's the right thing to do. Don't be the guy out there working on your own car, and the next thing you know, you're stranded on the side of the road when it comes to your marriage. Did that illustration make sense? It did. Perfect, okay. I would hope you guys know that uh, Eric and I, we pray for you, we love you guys. When it comes to your uh, marriages and your relationships, man, we want to see you guys continue to succeed best way you can do it is pursue the one and pursue each other if you need help if there's something that we can do to help uh, please don't hesitate to reach out to us both of our emails are on the website we'd love to talk to you i uh, also know elizabeth uh, is a fantastic help if there's something that she can do to help out please reach out to her you're not alone in what you're going through many people have been through it and we want to help you through it that's part of what a church family is all about So I'm going to pray for you guys as we continue to do this all together. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the spouses that you've blessed us with. I thank you for the spouses that that, uh, that we are connecting to or we're going to be married to one day. God, I pray that you would continue to show us the right way to pursue them as we pursue you. I pray that we wouldn't put so much focus on them and pressure on them to be perfect but that we would realize that in your perfection, you have all that we need. You protect us. You provide for us. You're the one that we can count on. I pray that you would soften our hearts. God, allow us to release the wrongs that have been done to us. Allow us to strengthen our relationships with our spouses as we pursue you, as we pursue them. I pray that you would have your way. I thank you for what's to come. God, right now, for those of you that, for those of us that are, are far from you and we're struggling through life, God, even as we, we talk about this, God, I pray that you would draw our hearts closer to you, to be one with you, to continue to pursue that relationship with you above all else, above our job, above our hobbies, above the things that we like in this world. God, I thank you for what's to come. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.